Hey everyone, this is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. You know, all of us need the right kind of voices in our lives. Voices that inspire us to know the one who made us. Voices that awaken our divine destiny and reveal to us the goodness of God. Well, that's what this ministry is all about. So enjoy the message. It's the common denominator here. And it, it is the primary reason that millions and millions and millions of people have left what they're familiar with, the land they grew up in, to come here because of freedom. All right? Now, we're going to define freedom for you today, and I want to share with you a definition the Lord gave to me about two years ago. It's very powerful, but you cannot uh, fully experience and benefit from freedom if you don't know what it is, okay? If we don't know what it is, we don't appreciate it, we take it for granted, we miss out on it. So I want to share with you this definition the Lord gave me of freedom about two years ago, all right? And I've been sharing it every chance I get. Here's what freedom is. Are you ready? Freedom is unrestricted access to God the Father. You can write that down. Freedom is unrestricted access to God. That's what real freedom is. Freedom is an unhindered relationship with God. Freedom is a permanent position in the presence of God. I love this. Freedom is knowing God as he is, free from the bondages of sin and the philosophies of man. That's what freedom is, and it's very powerful. We have the privilege, thank you, Father, of living in a nation that began its very birth was by a formal declaration on July 4th, 1776 of our origin, that we were created by God and that our creator has given us certain unalienable rights. And among them are what are the three that are listed in our Declaration of Independence? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Powerful. Now, let's, I want to read to you paragraph two of our Declaration of Independence, all right? Paragraph two, July 4th, 1776, our Second Continental Congress. They said, they declared to the whole world, we hold these truths to be self-evident obvious, right? Everyone can see the reality of what we're about to say. That all men are created equal. Every human being, all of mankind was created equal. And they are endowed by their creator. I love that. So here's this formal declaration to, to the entire world that all men were created by God and created equal. 
and not only created equal, but that our creator endowed us with certain unalienable rights. Among them are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Wow, it's good to read our founding documents. It's good to read the Declaration of Independence that launched this nation. So this nation began with this formal declaration of these rights of our Creator and the commitment to ensure them, to build a land where everyone can enjoy these rights, and it ignited a revolution that has changed the world forever. I want to call your attention to a few of the words here in this paragraph. Endowed, unalienable, and created. All right? Undowed. Let's look at that word undowed. What does that mean? That we've been endowed by their creator. It means that these rights we were given, we did not earn them. We didn't earn them by our pious living. We didn't lose them by our sinful living. They're not earned. They were given to every human being by God. They are not given to us by man. All right? They're not given to us by one person to another. They were given by God to man. And here we see the proper form of government. Real, proper, godly government is by God to man. Do you see that? It's not from man to man. It's by God to man. And until you understand that, you're not going to enjoy the government of God's kingdom because he's given things to you that man can't give you and man can't take away. All right? So it's by God to man. And the next word is unalienable. I like that. It means it can't be taken away from the possessor and it can't be given away by the possessor. You can't lose it. It's like the righteousness God gave you in Christ. It was given to you through Christ. You can't give it away. You can't, uh, you can't, it can't be taken away from you. When God gives you something, it's yours. It's unalienable. Now, people may try, but they can't. It's in you. It's given to you. And then I want to look at this word created and creator and, and see this recognition of our origin in our founding documents, in our Declaration of Independence. They declared that we were created by God. Very powerful. Very powerful. Uh, let's, let's look at, let's go to Ecclesiastes 3.11. Ecclesiastes 3.11. In the Old Testament, this is the Amplified and New Living Translation here. I'm going to combine them. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. He also planted eternity in the human heart. God did that. God divinely implanted things in you that no one can take away, including the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness divinely, uh, excuse me, 
planted eternity in the human heart, a divinely implanted sense of a purpose working through the ages, which nothing under the sun but God alone can satisfy. This this divinely implanted sense of freedom is in every human being. Why? Because God and freedom go together. God, in his presence is total freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You cannot separate God and freedom. They go together. It's his presence that brings freedom, and it will bring freedom in your home. Highway Home Network. It's time to experience freedom in your home. Freedom from depression, freedom from sickness and disease, freedom from sin, freedom from confusion, freedom from every bondage and every addiction and every dark thing. Freedom belongs to you, and where the presence of the Lord is, there is freedom. Hallelujah. So powerful. So this freedom, this realization that freedom comes from our creator was the the launching pad of this nation. Now let's talk about the three words in that paragraph, the three unalienable rights that we were given, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Let's start with life. God is the author of, of life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father but through me. If you're looking for life, the only place you're going to find real and abundant and eternal life is through Christ Jesus. Jesus said this in John chapter 10, verse 10, speaking of this unalienable right that God has given us to life. Jesus, God in the flesh, the only begotten Son of God, the Lamb of God. He declared this during his ministry when he was in the flesh in John chapter 10, verse 10. He said, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. So he begins by by opening our eyes to recognize the activities of the thief in our lives. Who's the thief? The ultimate thief, obviously, is Satan. But listen to me, anyone who would try to steal your liberty from you, anyone who would try and steal your life from you, who would try and manipulate and destroy you, is operating under the influence of darkness. Do you know that human governments can operate under the influence of darkness? How can you tell? They're, they're, not, they're not promoting life. They're hindering it. Okay? The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. So we now understand that these things are contrary to life. And we, we need to develop our awareness of the enemy's activities in our daily lives. If it has to do with stealing, killing, and destroying, it's never from your heavenly Father. It's not a part of his government. All right? Now, Jesus, uh, in stark contrast to to the thief, he says, I have come. I have come that they may have life and may have it Uh, and that they may have it more abundantly to the full till it overflows. 
This is God's idea. It was God's idea to give you life, to create you, to knit you together in your mother's womb and to bring you into this world and to bless you and to reveal himself to you and to cause you to prosper and to, to experience the abundant life he sent his son to give you. So this idea of abundant life is from God. It's a part of his government. It's good to understand the government of the kingdom of God. Listen, if you put your faith in Christ, that is the government you are of. You are of the government of the kingdom, and the king of kings in his government has declared that abundant life is a part of our society, the kingdom of God. It, it is something he has given us. It is a right that he endowed us with to, to live and to experience life and life abundantly. The right to life was given to every human being from God. All right? Very important to understand that. Now, in America, uh, some very powerful things have happened recently where the Supreme Court uh, reversed Roe versus Wade. Why is that important? Because we recognize that every human being has a right to life. And we recognize since, the, since Adam and Eve, human beings come from the womb of a woman, right? So when a woman is impregnated, there is a baby conceived in her womb. That is a human life. And that baby has just as much right to life as the mother who's carrying that baby. It's very important. And as you acknowledge this, you're acknowledging God's government. It's not really a political issue. It's about acknowledging the author of life and the unalienable rights he's given to all of us. Every, every baby in the womb has just as much rights as I do or you do, right? Absolutely. It's so good. So this right to life is very powerful. And I want to show you with a simple scripture that it's been given to you and God's not holding it in his hand. Proverbs 18.21. Proverbs 18.21. Life-changing scripture right here. It says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Whose tongue? Your tongue right? Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Now, this, this changed my whole life when I began reading the Bible, because I was kind of taught that death and life are in the power of God's hand. But the Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible says death and life are in the power of your tongue. In other words, the words that you choose to speak and believe will determine the quality of your existence. It's not up to God. Jesus declared, I came, you might have life and life abundantly, but whether or not I personally experience that is up to me. I've got to choose to say what Jesus says. I've got to choose to speak with my tongue what the very words of Christ himself over my life, over my family, and I've got to choose to meditate on that, to believe it, and to, to uh, make that a reality in my life. God's already made the choice. He's already provided his word. He's already sent his son. Now it's time for me to exercise my tongue and let the kingdom of God become a reality in my life. Okay? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, let me see here. I want to read to you. This first one's a big one. Uh, life. I want to read to you from our Constitution, the First Amendment of the Bill of Rights. 
okay? To show you how Proverbs 18.21 and the First Amendment go together, all right? What was the very first at the top of the list? Numero uno. Are you ready? Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. We are free to worship God and the government of the United States of America is forbidden, prohibited by our Constitution to interfere in any way. It's good to read your founding documents, right? This might be different from what you hear in the news, but it's our Constitution. Respecting no establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Top of the list, Amendment 1, Bill of Rights. Or abridging the freedom of speech. Wow. We can say whatever we want to say in America, and that's a good thing. Now, what you say may not be a good thing, but the freedom to say it is a good thing, right? All the way back in the Old Testament, God said, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, choose life. By the, what, the words we choose to accept and speak and believe determine whether we've chosen life or we've chosen death. I decided to choose life uh, back in the late 80s, and I'm not turning back. I'm going to say what Jesus said. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I put myself and my family under God's government. It is a government from him to us through his son. So I want you to see how important your words are, that our Constitution recognized it at the top of the list. Let's move on to liberty. Liberty, the second unalienable right listed in our Declaration of Independence. And let's read Galatians 5.1. Are, are we still awake, guys? How we doing? I'm going right through these these bad boys, we're going to get this thing done as I believe this will help you and I want to get this out there. I want to publish this and you can listen to this again and again. You can take notes on this. I want you to have a solid understanding of freedom in your heart and in your mind so that you can walk in it every day and if anything comes against it, you can overcome it because you know what real freedom is. Galatians 5.1, liberty. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Now listen closely to me. We can argue about politicians and politics uh, all day long, but you realize that Galatians 5 was written to believers. It was written to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. This was not a congressional hearing. This is the Apostle Paul, by the Spirit of God, writing to believers. What is he talking about? Listen, he was, he was exhorting believers to not submit to legalism again. What is the greatest enemy of freedom? Legalism. Legalism. <laughs> What is legalism? Legalism is this idea that you and I have to earn our standing with God by following man's traditions and philosophies. That's what legalism is. So I, for example, I might tell you, well, if you want to be right with God, you've got to wear 
uh, you've got to wear a dress or you've got to wear pants or you, you can't wear this type of shirt or you can't listen to this style of music or you can't eat this food or on this certain day you can't do that. That's called legalism and Galatians is a wonderful book to read to set you free from legalism and that legalism has plagued the history of the church for far too long. Legalism has been the enemy of freedom for far too long. It's time for the church to walk in the liberty of Jesus Christ and realize that we have been given our righteousness and it's through simple faith in Christ that we have been saved by grace through faith that it's not of works lest any man should boast that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. This is the once and for all sacrifice that God gave to us through his son, and we are living in this liberty, and we're not going to let any uh, legalism or philosophies of men take it from us or hinder us from walking in it. Hallelujah. Liberty. Isn't that good? Remember what freedom is, right? It was for freedom that Christ set us free. I started out by giving you my definition of freedom that I believe the Lord gave me two years ago. Let me share that with you again. Freedom, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. What is freedom? Unrestricted access to God. It was for unrestricted access to God that Christ set us free. That's powerful. What is freedom? Unhindered relationship with God. It was for unhindered relationship with God that Christ set us free. What is freedom? It's a permanent position in the presence and family of God. It was for a permanent position in the presence and family of God that Christ set us free. What is freedom? Knowing God as he is knowing God free from the bondage of sin and the philosophies of men it was for that that Christ set us free freedom let's look at the last the third of these liberties listed in our declaration pursuit of happiness happiness you know God wants you happy God wants a permanent smile on your face he wants a joy in your heart that bolsters you and propels you into his destiny that's why he exhorts us to rejoice in him 24-7, to celebrate his love for you, to, to, to sing, to shout, to dance, to clap, and to rejoice. Look at Psalm 1611. Where does happiness come from? It comes from the Lord. It comes from a pursuit of him and knowing him. Psalm 1611 says, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. We've got all these three in his presence. Life, freedom, liberty, and fullness of joy. Pursuit of happiness. In your presence, you will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Wow. Access to his presence is access to real happiness, is access to fullness of joy. You know what? God is happy. 
You know what? He's smiling. He, when he thinks about you, he sings and dances. <laughs> Zephaniah 3.17 uh, says that he rejoices over you with singing. And, you know, if you look at that word rejoice in the Hebrew, it, it talks about this uh, this leaping, this dancing, this skipping, this jumping up and down and celebrating because of joy. That's what God does when he thinks of you because he loves you that much. I remember back, I was actually in the Navy and I was doing a PT, getting ready for a PT test and we had to run so many laps around the track and I had just got off the phone with Jennifer and I was so excited to be talking to her and we weren't married yet but our, we were planning our wedding. I was so excited. I ran around that track like I never ran around a track before and it was like, it was like nothing. That's what the joy of the Lord does to you. It fills you up. It strengthens you. The joy of the Lord is your strength. His happiness, his countenance towards you, his disposition towards you will inspire you to rise up and live the abundance life he came to give you life liberty and the pursuit of happiness we want you to know at highway the life and the liberty and the joy the happiness that you're looking for is found through relationship with jesus christ and it is our privilege to share this with you when we gather if you have not put your faith in the lord jesus christ if you haven't uh chose to to come into his kingdom through faith in Christ we want to give you an opportunity to do that right now you say well how do I do that it's actually very simple it's not by joining a religious tradition it's by believing what God has said Romans 10 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth remember your tongue how important it is First Amendment, right? If you confess, you have to do this of your own free will. No one can do this for you. If you declare with your mouth Jesus as Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will become a part of God's very own family. Listen, there, there may be some watching right now who've never made this decision. I want to invite you to do it today. What a great weekend to do it, Independence Weekend, right? The weekend we celebrate freedom. Let's make this the weekend where you celebrate your freedom, your new life in Christ. I'm going to pray a simple prayer. And if you're praying that prayer, would you just respond to us right now? You can uh, direct message us through our social media. You can respond via our live platform. We'd love to hear from you connect with us let us know what god's doing in your life um, you can email us as well to info at highwaychurch.us we want to hear from you we want to hear your testimonies of god's love for you but let me just share this prayer with you i'm just going to say some simple words from my heart to show you how simple this is that anyone can do this anywhere at any time and if you need to pray this prayer you just repeat after me and the important thing is that you just mean it with your heart okay Let's pray. God, I choose to believe. You say that after me. God, I choose to believe that you love me. That you love me. I choose to believe that you sent your son for me. Jesus, show yourself to me. Jesus, be my Lord. I choose to believe, Father, that you raised your son from the dead that I might have life 
freedom, and fullness of joy. And I receive it all in Jesus' name. Amen. If that was you, please. Yes, come on up, Jen. If that was you, please uh, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. We want to encourage you and, and uh, help to strengthen you in this, in this new kingdom, this new relationship that you have. He's so good, and he loves you so much. And you know, that's really what the gospel is about. Jesus summarized it for us in the 16th verse of John chapter 3. He said, for God so loved the world. It's all about God's love for you. It's his love for you. It's really not about our love for him. It's about his love for you. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of his goodness, who he is, what he's done for you, and who you are in him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life he came to give you.